Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Human vulnerability is almost completely ignored in the security awareness space. But why is that? Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. It's time to change the focus and bring it back to the human factor. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. Assessing the constantly evolving human risk is how we make our company safer and more secure. I'm Connor Swalm, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, the CEO at Fin, and I am joined once again by Nick Wolf from Evo Security. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, anytime. Thank you for educating folks. Uh, if, if you're listening today, we talked about MFA in a previous episode. We talked about privileged access management or PAM, not the PAM from Step Brothers, but the PAM from cybersecurity. I think uh, I came up with the PAM, PAM situation. Yeah, you did. You, you definitely helped me understand it. Uh, you know, it would be really confusing if somebody added an N, so it's privilege access management and then like networking or something. Uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think the jokes would ever stop flowing about that, but. Hopefully, hopefully nobody does that. It, it's not in their best interest. So topic I talk about a lot, topic I see discussed on Reddit, on Discord, on Slack, and all of MSP communities uh, on LinkedIn all the time are MSPs and their tech stacks. Are, in your opinion, are MSPs growing their tech stacks too large? I do. I, I, I see it a lot. And that definitely puts a strain on their technicians as well as their new technicians uh, that they have to hire. So I would always highly encourage vendors to cons- MSPs to consolidate their vendors as well as their product lines as much as they can, for sure. So what would an example of consolidating your product line be? So, you know, instead of having three or four EER tools, pick one, stick with that one. You'll probably get a better price from that vendor because your license count will go up. You'll be able to train your staff so they're going to be subject matter experts on that one product inside and out. So whether it ends for EDR, for example, whether you're picking Sentinel One or Bitdefender or Silence or Malwarebytes, you know, just pick one, stick with it, and try to be subject matter experts, know the ins and outs of that specific EDR platform. Why would anyone have more than one EDR tool that they give to their partners? Some MSPs that I spot speak to, they like to be vendor agnostic, you know, which is good and bad. There is a valid argument there, like, hey, whichever EDR tool that the MS the customer brings to me, we're going to manage if they are. They like Webroot, if they like Bitdefender, if they like Sentinel One, we're going to manage it for them. But they really shouldn't be, in my opinion. They really need this to be the cybersecurity subject matter experts and say, hey, this is my stack. This is why we vetted and picked the stack. And this is why all of our customers at my MSP are utilizing this stack. Yeah. I would have thought that if I were working with an MSP or if I had an MSP that was letting the client bring the tools to the relationship that feels backwards. Yeah. Yeah, that feels absolutely backwards. At the end of the day, uh, a statement we made in a previous podcast with, with you was, you are the security expert in the minds of these small and medium-sized businesses. They don't have the resources. They don't have the money. They don't have the time to learn. They don't have the energy. And a lot of them don't have the uh, desire. They don't want to go out and educate themselves in cybersecurity to the extent they could hire an individual. They just kind of want to write a check and say, hey, thank you for solving all of these problems. I no longer have to think about them. Yep. 
And it, it becomes more sticky for the MSP. If you're recommending a cybersecurity stack, hey, Mr. Customer, you're going to use me as an MSP. You're getting my EDR tool. You're getting my email security tool. You're getting my backup tool, my MFA tool. Those are four or five different tools that the end user customer doesn't have to worry about shopping around. You know, you don't want to deal with a tire kicker end user that's like, well, I want to use Norton antivirus instead of Sentinel One. I want to use Mimecast instead of uh, Proofpoint for email security. You know, go and lead with your 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 tech stack that you and your technicians personally bet that makes best sense for you and your specific MSP. I will read. Uh, so, a person we've had on the podcast before, Reg Harness from Orbital Fire, he he made this post the other day. He said, "Dear MSPs." Are you feeling overwhelmed by everyone's expectations? Are you frustrated with your finances? Are you annoyed with vendors who compete with you? Are you tired of being the scapegoat for security incidents? Are you worried about finding talent? Are you suffering from tool overload? And are you stressed or burnt out? If this describes you, you're not alone. Most MSPs are experiencing these and there's an elephant in the room that is the root of all of this. And it's basically kind of something you had just mentioned. The MSP industry wants to keep making money off of you by encouraging you to sell more cybersecurity solutions, even if they don't make sense. And even if you already sell that existing solution, what are your thoughts on that? That was a lot to digest, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, with with cybersecurity vendors, sometimes there's just way too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Like a lot of things are important. Sassy is important and Sim's important and Sock's important. But at the end of the day, like, What's the most important? It, if you could only sell your clients three things, what are they going to do? What are they going to be? It's probably going to be your EDR. It's probably going to be MFA. It's probably going to be email security. And th- those are those are things that are hard to, to determine if you can only pick three. What happens if you can only pick two or pick one? Uh, but yeah, ven- vendor overload is definitely that we're seeing more and more. And I think some of the bigger players are trying to solve that problem. I mean, look look at the, the, the two gorillas in the room. You got ConnectWise, you got Kaseya. Feels like every day they're buying a, a, another tool for their stack. Uh, some tools get integrated better than others. Some don't yeah. get integrated too well. But yeah, that's why we see these billion-dollar companies really trying to purchase as many tools as possible. That way, they can give MSPs in those ecosystems vendor consolidation. Hey, by being a ConnectWise partner, you now have access to these product lines to check these boxes. We'll send you one bill. By being a Kaseya partner, you know, same thing. And I'm sure there's. There's plenty of other big big vendor names out there that do it as well. Again, some better than others. That makes a lot of sense. Do you do you think that this tool fatigue, this growing use of vendors, even in what you had mentioned, like using multiple vendors in the exact same product category, is it a what what is it a sign of? Is it a sign of changing times? Is it a sign of lack of education? What are your thoughts? It's a couple things. Time is money, right? Time is definitely money. So if I can invest my time using one MFA app for all my clients instead of two or three MFA apps, I'm going to pick the one MFA app. And the same thing is going to happen, you know, with your backup tool. I was at Datto for nine years. And really one of the things that made Datto shine and grow so fast was that we were one single vendor for everything backup and disaster recovery related. We gave MSPs the backup hardware, the backup software, and the offsite backup cloud all bundled together into one single platform, which was a huge value proposition for, for Datto at the time. because Again, rewind around nine years ago, MSPs were spread out. They had their backup software, they had their backup hardware appliance, and then they had their offsite backup cloud somewhere. So being able to consolidate that into one single tool was really, really popular for MSPs. And I think MSPs really like that, whether it's backup or EDR or whatever tool that they're going to be uh, using nowadays. 
So that makes sense. Yeah, vendor vendor consolidation can definitely be powerful. But a, a point you had mentioned in, in one of the previous episodes as well is it also represents represents a single point of failure that uh, for the exact same reason you'd recommend, hey, probably don't use Microsoft for everything and also MFA, like the authentication piece. I could definitely see an argument for working with incredibly large vendors as well across a large swath of your tool base. Yep. And it's, it's, it's definitely important to vet your vendors. Find out what's important with you. Do you want a, a vendor that is 100% channel only and only sells through MSPs? Or do you want a vendor that might be larger that has a small MSP offering, but they also sell direct? So there could be some channel or sales conflict. Run cybersecurity analysis against your vendors. Make sure that are they US-based? How is their support team? Uh, are they SOC certified? Try to ask those questions beyond just you know asking for the pricing sheet and seeing who's the cheapest. Yeah, I've always always advocated for asking. Uh, and if your vendor is not transparent with their own security posture, you should run for the hills. Yes. If, if they're not willing to help you understand how they are secure, how the heck are you going to help your client understand how using them is going to make you more secure? Like more and more, we talked about the the prevalence of PAM. Uh, in the last episode and how it's increasing in popularity, I'm seeing the exact same thing in third-party risk. And there's almost certainly one of the reasons is there's just an incredible lack of transparency between partners uh, and vendors at this point. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Ask those tough questions. Hey, if your product fails, who's liable? Am I liable as the MSP? Are you liable as the vendor? Figure that out. Definitely do your due diligence with the vendor that you select and see how long that vendor has been around. I feel like every day I run into a new vendor that will help me with cybersecurity and AI because AI is the big buzzword <laughs> nowadays. So like, all right, is this a pop-up vendor or are they actually truly yeah. committed? Do they already have, you know, hundreds of clients use, using them? AI is definitely a buzzword and somehow it finds its way into other acronyms that yes. continue to impress me every day how marketing can come up with it. I'm used to the, the original AI, AIM. AIM. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say like Alan Iverson. I'm a big no. Philadelphia guy. So. AIM. Before the days of Slack and Discord, we had AIM. Remember that? Yeah, and all was right in the world, and we all loved it, and nobody <laughs> was unhappy. Yes. So, so there's this vendor bloat. There's people using multiple vendors to finish or, or work with the same set of tools to, to accomplish the same set of outcomes. But there's also something I'm seeing is there's uh, something you had touched on is MSPs that, that have their, their clients choose their, their stack largely, and there's MSPs who, nope, this is the set of solutions we sell. This is how they're implemented. And you have two options here. You can take it or leave it. Um, are you seeing the same thing? And what are your thoughts about that? Absolutely. I, I see it more and more t- being the take it or leave it, uh, for sure. Because you want, you want customers that listen to you. Because again, you're trying to be their subject matter expert for all things cybersecurity. If you're dealing with customers that's giving you a lot of pushback, that's a customer that is probably going to clone to your support line, tie up your engineers, nickel and dime you to death, where, hey, thanks, but no thanks. As much as I would love you as a customer, we're not a fit. So for these MSPs that do a la carte, the recommendation would be, hey, you have to be the security expert, so you should probably sell a stack. Where's the line in between for pragmatism? Because at the end of the day, the biggest thing that every MSP cares about is has to be their bottom line, right? If they're not a profitable, they're not a functioning business, they won't exist to provide more security. So how should they go about thinking about drawing the line or what would you say some good recommendations for them? 
I would say, uh, again, uh, ask other MSPs what they're doing. You know, hey, you know, next time you're at a trade show, hey, what are you using for your EDR? Oh, you're using Sentinel-1, I'm using Bitdefender. And swap your notes. Why did you pick Sentinel-1? Why did you pick Bitdefender? Same thing for, for MFA. At the end of the day, there's always going to be that one person in the room that loves Coke. And no matter what, he's always going to drink Coke. And there's going to be the guy at the other end of the room that loves Pepsi. No matter what you do, he's always going to drink Pepsi. And then there's going to be the other weirder guy in the room who, who prefers the whatever the dollar store brand of cola is. Yes. Uh, well, I, I don't even know what it's called. But <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, most most users, they don't care if they're drinking Coke or Pepsi. They're, they care that they have soda at lunch. Yeah. They care that they have EDR. They most. Most users aren't going to care if Sentinel One's installed on their laptop or Bitdefender, or if you're using Duo for MFA or Evo for MFA. Yeah. They care that hey, I have this product. Does the product yeah. do what it needs to do, and is it serviceable by my MSP? You, you bring up a really good point: is that most MSP founders, most MSP owners, most leadership at MSPs are incredibly technical, capable, intelligent people. However, your clients care very little for your technical prowess, if at all. The only thing they care about is the outcome. It's like, can you create more security? Can you make sure my IT and my infrastructure actually stays up and running? Can I continue to exist as a business because I used you as a partner? And they don't care if you did that through carrier pigeons and smoke signals, or if you use the latest and the greatest M-A-I-X-D-R, <laughs> throw in several more acronyms. Yeah. And in the long run, if you standardize on your stack and consolidate some of those vendors, I think it's going to be easier for MSPs to really help their clients qualify for cybersecurity insurance. Because if they have five different customers coming up with them with five different cybersecurity insurance policies, the MSP should know that, all right, you're my customer. All right, you're using Datto for backup like all my other customers do. So we're checking off that box. You're using Evo for MFA. So we're checking off that box. They're able to check off those boxes a little bit easier if all customers have the same cybersecurity tool stack and are rolled out the same. What you don't want to yeah. do is run into scenarios where you're onboarding a customer where it's a little bit different because the customer's trying to save a buck and it's like, okay, um, they're using EDR, but they only wanted to buy EDR for their servers. So workstations are unprotected. Or same thing for backup. We're only backing up two out of the five servers. Like, Back up everything, protect everything, protect all users. Or for those of those folks that are listening, they're just thinking about this for the first time, or they'd like to learn a little bit more about tool consolidation, vendor consolidation, how they should go about thinking about this. Of course, they should be reaching out to their peers and their peer groups, but what are some other places you'd recommend they go to learn? Yeah, yeah. So I'm always on the MSP subreddit. You know, that's like sort of the the Yelp.com of MSP vendors. Like it is. Who's you who's using this vendor? Are they awesome or do they suck? I don't want to invest invest a half hour getting slideshow to death by, you know, some sales rep at this vendor. So the MSP subreddit is very popular. I know we're on it a bunch. A, a bunch of vendors are on there, a bunch of MSPs are on there. There's a bunch of Facebook groups as well. And you know, when in doubt, again, just do your due diligence. Check out the latest Gartner report of top EDR vendors, top backup vendors. And once you find those top vendors and you know that those vendors are good, take a look into their channel program. You know, am I dealing with a vendor that is channel only or more direct? Am I dealing with a, an awesome vendor like, you know, Huntress? They do a great job speaking MSP. Or am I dealing with a vendor like, you know, McAfee Antivirus? Like when was the last time they did anything for the uh, MSP space? Yet it's installed on basically everybody's laptop, you know, because it's included for free in most uh, mo most laptops nowadays. Just because it's free doesn't mean it's good. You get what you pay for. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 
get what you pay for, for sure. Awesome. Well, um, make it folks, folks wanted to reach out to you. How would you suggest they do that? Yeah. So evosecurity.com, if you wanted to learn more about MFA, SSO, privileged access management, that's what we do here at Evo for identity and access management for MSBs. So reach out to us at evosecurity.com or feel free to add me on uh, LinkedIn. Awesome. We will, folks of you that are listening, you want to reach out, we'll put links to those in the show notes. So you can reach out to Nick. You can take a look at Evo's website and maybe take a look at any of the resources they have. But uh, thank you again for, I know you've been on several of these episodes. So thank you so much for joining me, Nick. It was wonderful having you. Thanks, Connor. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure having you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.